Mm-hmm. And then like the guy goes, why don't you say anything to Tyson? <laughs> and he, he didn't even he didn't even like he didn't even like look at me or think. He just goes, Tyson's earned the respect for me not to talk shit to him. <laughs> 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 Something like that. He's like. I'm Jake Gatewood. You're listening to One Degree Podcast. Oh, <laughs> that was good. Don't you be guys nervous can pay now. Me later. Welcome in, yo. <laughs> Welcome in. I'm Tyson. That's Kenny. Joined, obviously, by you just heard Jake Gatewood, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, one of my good friends. Um, we've trained together in the off season, and you met Kenny through AP, through the gym, all that good stuff. Yep. So uh, you had the pleasure of, of meeting me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah. And sorry you have to deal with Kenny and his um, shenanigans. But yeah. yeah, man, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me, man. It feels uh, I feel important now. Now that I made <laughs> oh, the gosh. now that I made the podcast. So. Well, don't <laughs> let your head get too big. All right? <laughs> yeah, man. So so what are you up to now? How's everything? Uh, how's everything going? You're uh, a married man now. You got yeah. married a couple years ago, right? Yep. Former employee. Former employee of me. Yeah. 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 Yep. Is Wait. that your speaker coming off? <laughs> Is she crappy speaker that's just yeah. it's going to say battery low for That's probably why it was sounding bad. Yeah, yeah. Battery was low. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, man. I've uh I'm married now, so like you said, I got um a lot more chores to mm. do. Yeah. So learning to do that and balance baseball and everything has definitely been yeah. been kind of tough, but uh you know, now now that we're a couple years in, it's it's a lot easier, so um that's the best part. Like when you're married, I feel like you become a better athlete. But oh, yeah. then, like when you have kids, oh, it goes downhill, dude. <laughs> downhill, quick. downhill, quick. We still what got a the... couple years, so we're waiting a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. We kind of talk about it. there. There's no like perfect timing to have the kids. It's yeah. like I, we didn't plan either of ours. They just came, and then when we, when we look back, it's like it was perfect timing, right? Like it just kind of happened like that. One of the coolest moments I've ever had, I know that Kenny feels the same, is having your kid like at the game and like mm. taking them on the field with you. They're oh, probably they were too you know young to remember that. Yeah. Like they don't really know what's going on, but mm-hmm. you're there and it's like a it's like a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. Full circle moment, like like <clears throat> something that you'll be able to look back on and be like, Okay, this is like this was like what I devoted my life to and now mm-hmm. you're like devoting your life to like your kids now. Yeah. So it's kinda it's kinda cool. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. The only thing close, I had my dog at a game once. Oh, gosh. Yeah? And he was standing up in the stands like, yeah, that's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, just, just wait, man. Yeah. Kids kids change it. And yeah. I was just talking about this with another buddy of mine that has kids a little bit older. But when you have a boy and they look at you and you kind of see them like Enemy looking low. at their superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of cool. And like my son now, you know, he's walking around. He's like a little boy now. He's only one, but he's. An animal, him and Mac, they just they're shout out to Mac's birthdays today. Mac's birthday, oh, shout out to Mac. Let's go shout out to Mac. Yeah, he's, we got a, he's the he's the next Jason Kelsey. Yeah, and then Max, the next Josh J- Josh Allen. Yeah, we'll be doing reps downstairs. Yeah. Kenny goes, hey, Jocko, get ready, and then he'll like bend Mac Mac over, and I'll be yeah. like, why hey, <laughs> Jeez, man, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Max could definitely gonna have his hand in the dirt for sure. Yeah, he's not gonna be he's not gonna be a a. Uh, Skilled player, he's gonna be a good old guy up front. Yeah. In he'll, the be trenches. Athlete, yeah. he'll be an athlete, he'll be an athlete, but he'll just be. He'll Is be he a, come over and get yeah. this speaker and throw it in the trash? <laughs> this is this is a joke. But yeah, man, like once you're once you're like kids start to look at you as not like a little baby, yeah. right? Because they're just like a little 
Mm-hmm. Little baby, I say it's bad, but it's like yeah, you, they can only do so much when they're little. Yeah, and then all you can do is just like <laughs> you really threw it. <laughs> you just throw the speaker. He chucked it, dude. He chucked it. <laughs> dude. Oh no, he threw the box. <laughs> that was a gift. No, he threw the oh, box. He threw the box. box. It's in his hand. It's in his hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that was good, Dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Real oh, wow. professional around here, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's crazy, man. What were we even talking about? Oh yeah, kids You're looking at yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but dude, turn it off. <laughs> all, right. all right i think he's done talking we're now. back but yeah. <laughs> yeah so your dog looks at you how our kids look at us yeah like, i bet yeah. that's a cool feeling it's for cool. You, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he came to the game it was cool but i could imagine kids are probably a little bit cooler so yeah yeah i got a, I got a picture of my kid after like a preseason like practice mm-hmm. in the middle of met life yeah. like which that's was cool it's pretty cool i have like video of him running around and like fireworks are going off yeah. along the stadium and stuff so it's cool we had yeah. to have uh we had to have headphones for Joelle when I took her to the game. Because oh. you know how the games are on TV. Oh, my gosh, They're man. loud. So it, when she would it's go to production. the game, she had, like, these pink, like, noise-canceling headphones that she had to wear. Yeah. Because it was, like, too loud. My yeah. mom, like, she would go to the games, uh-huh. right? Because you just cross back and forth. Yeah. She went one time. I think it was her second or third game. She would she, she would come a lot, and she would go Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. One time she went to a game Saturday night. And after the game, she goes, I'm not coming to the games on the weekend anymore. It's too loud. It's too crazy. It's crazy. She goes like to Tuesday, Wednesday night games. And then even like Thursday, she's like, ah, I don't want to go. It's too loud. You know what's crazy? I I think MLB could like go to some of those games and and see how exciting they are and like learn from it. Because those games are so much more fun than like your average minor league game. Mm -hmm. I think if they took notes, man, because TJ's like a full-on production. I don't know if you've ever been to any of those games. I have not. I I should have went when I was – I had a bunch of buddies who would go down and and go to the games like while I was down there playing. And I always said I was going to go watch him play, but I never did. It's crazy, man. It's like nothing – like it's it's more like a football game than a baseball game. Yeah. Uh, but it is out of control. It's like a full-on production. It is. Versus – And they're good at it. Like the – like the stadium's not that nice, you know. It's just kind of yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Like it's big and fits a lot of people, and mm-hmm. it's loud. But it's just fun. Like the fans care. They, they actually care. like want you to win. They like cheer you For on. Yeah. They they love it, and everybody yeah. wants to te- play with TJ. You and I, have, you sure. and I talked yeah. about this, which uh-huh. you played uh, in the Mexican league yeah. this this For past Laredo. year, which yep. is getting. That league is good. It's like when people really say, "Oh, good. you know," like like I went and played in Mexico. Yeah. I I honestly I will put. The competition, you take the best team in Mexico, the best team in Japan and Korea, mm-hmm. I think you got a series right there. Yeah, not sure. not every team in mm-hmm. Mexico could be able to keep up, right? Because Japan has only eight teams. Yeah. So they're all going to be good. Korea, I think, only has like four or five. Yeah. All of them are good. It's hard to go. There's, I think, eight, six, 18 teams in Mexico now. Yeah, I, I think they added two new teams or yeah. something like that. Um, I think there's almost 20 now. Yeah, so you're going to have the teams that don't quite have the talent. But yeah. you take the top four in the Mexican League, I'll put that. I'll put those teams up against yeah. any – I'll put them up even, even against big league teams. How would yeah. that compare to, like, like into the States? Like, would you compare, like, Mexican League to AAA, AA, See, this is or, a, like th- – This is a question, and you can kind of answer mm-hmm. this because you played in the winter and the yeah. summer. It's, it's tough to answer because if it's – Mexico City and TJ playing, or TJ and Monclova, or TJ and Monterey. If it's any of those teams playing, it's AAA or big leagues. Mm-hmm. Like Monclova, their entire infield one time, depending on the uh, on the starting pitcher, was a big league all star. Really? Catcher, pitcher, first base, second base, third base, uh, shortstop. Addison Russell mm-hmm. was playing third base. He didn't even play shortstop there. Like 
Yeah, they were stacked. They they had good team. They had uh, uh, you know Eric Young Jr. playing center field. Like you have dudes, players. So mm-hmm. when those two teams are playing, it's AAA or big leagues. If like the two lower levels are playing, then it's maybe like double A. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh the thing about Mesco is it's so competitive compared to the minor leagues. Like the minor leagues, you play it's more individual. Yeah, you're trying because, to you're trying to get promoted. You're trying yeah. to get up to the bigs. Yeah, teams don't get promoted players do yeah right so like where in mesco that's their big leagues man like yeah. you're playing like you gotta win mm. and especially you know in the winter playing as an import it's it's a lot of pressure as yeah. a player too I'd, I'd imagine it's like you know what it's like playing in the big leagues like if you don't get it done the next guy's up yeah. so um but i i agree it's probably like 4a you know like it is it's like 4a it's yeah. like right above triple a at times you're playing like big teams we were a good team we won the league that year um, this past year in the summer so um, it can be intense man so you're playing summer and winter there yeah i played the winter this year i don't know um next year if i'll do winter okay it depends how this this season goes but this if year you I get played, with the right teams in mexico it's, it's, it's awesome fun. if yeah. you get with the wrong teams it it's not fun it can be tough yeah. gotcha yeah because yeah. if the team's doing good and they're making money they're going to treat their guys really good but still like it is Mexico. It's mm-hmm. you're kind of playing in a third world country sometimes. Like some of the cities are big yeah. and nice, awesome. You know, feels like you're in the states having a good time, and then some places you go where it's not that fun. So yeah. if you're on a team that's just kind of you know like average of the road, they're not making money. They're not going to treat you very good. Okay. If they're trying to win and they're like pushing for a playoff mm-hmm. run, they're going to treat your guys good, take yeah. care of them. Like all a rock star out there, man. It's yeah, crazy. I bet. Yeah, there's some some wild. I'm sure you have some wild stories about Mexico, but it is like. I couldn't have have uh, like guessed what it was gonna be like. You could. Tell I tried me. to tell you, and it's so hard to know until you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but man, I'll tell I, you what, <laughs> Jake played in. Jake played in uh, probably the. So let's just take TJ out of the picture. TJ yeah. is kind of like an you know, like um, uh, an anomaly in that league. Like you get to live on the beach, have an apartment, you go mm-hmm. and play twenty thousand fans every night. You're getting yeah, paid, crazy, basically man. like a big league yeah. team. All the guys are from the states. Like our meetings were in English, right? Like our pitching coach and hitting coach in twenty twenty one when we met didn't even speak Spanish. That's crazy. like I didn't know it, yeah. it kind of sucks for the people. Well, mm. nobody on our team didn't speak English, right? Yeah. So it's. It was kind of like an American team that puts down that. That's why the rest of the league does not like TJ yeah. because that's of, how it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we were the ones that brought in TrackMan. We mm-hmm. did all that stuff. Oh, they were hiring cool. guys from the stats, nice. uh, from the state. So take TJ out of it. Jake played in a spot to where it's almost like the best and worst setup yeah. possible. So one of so he has to play in two teams. It's one team's in Texas and one team's in Mexico. It's right on the border. Hmm. So half of your games are going to be road games. Half of your home games are going to be road games. Because you because you live on the Texas side, and then you cross the border and play home games on the Mexico side. Mm-hmm. Texas side is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, nice stadium, all turf field. Uh, you know, you get to eat Whataburger after the game if you yeah. want. Like you're <laughs> like you're living in the states, right? And normally the states the states the cities closest to the border are the most safe because Mm -hmm. of the border, right? Mm -hmm. So you're feeling good. Then you go across the border in one of the worst cities in Mexico. So normally border cities in Mexico are the worst. Like Mm TJ is one of the most dangerous cities in the world Mm -hmm. because of the border. San Diego is one of the most safest cities in the world because of the border, but it's America and Mexico. Mm -hmm. So Jake had to go do both for his home game. So Yeah, I was driving around in that city. Yeah, so like some of his games would be like – Super fun, and then you go to Mexico. It's almost like 
seventy-five percent of your games are, are yeah. on the road. Yeah. So, so why are you, why do you split time in between two? Is it just how it was set up and mm-hmm. like the team or whatever? Yeah, gotcha. I think uh, so. I'm not really sure the exact reason why they have two fields, but I know um, because they're in the Mexican League, they probably want to play in Mexico. They probably get more fans. Yeah, for sure. Make more money over there. So yeah. I think that's that's got something to do with it, but. The fans over in Laredo are are nuts too, man. It All is, the fans uh, in Mexico. Yeah, they're nuts. They just care. Laredo was uh, they want to win, and so oh, when you're sure. not winning, it's tough. Yeah. Even though we were in first place, but um, yeah, dude, they're insane on the Mexico side. They're they're crazy on the American side too, but yeah. the Mexico side, man, is wild. <laughs> what was the, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. What was the craziest thing that you saw this last year playing in Mexico? Winter or summer. Just I couldn't pinpoint anything for you because it was it felt like every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's you true, know? dude. Like, dude, it's it's wild. But I mean, there is some wild, like our bus breaking down. Um, yeah, on the side of the road, happy bus. Too. We're in the middle of nowhere, and mm. TJ, um, we don't take buses. We f- flew everywhere. Yeah, because you guys travel stuff too over there. Yeah, because you guys gotta like we had a out there. we had a team bus and it's like always parked at the stadium, but I nobody yeah. ever rides it. Like you just, I think they would pick up guys from the stadium and take them from the airport like the coaches and stuff yeah. if they wanted to keep their car at the stadium but yeah. we never rode the bus we had a, it Dude. sucks we had to fly everywhere but uh, we didn't have those crazy you know, yeah. long crazy bus trips speaking of flying at Mexico I got a good story for you so <laughs> we were I was in a uh, winter ball in Obregon and we needed to fly um, to the stadium because our team was having some issues so we couldn't play at our home field and they made us get on those little tiny planes um, dude, they were like 12 seater planes. I'm sitting in the front like this and I could see out the front window, like propeller in the front, everything like a prop plane. Heck yeah. And we're flying in Mexico and, and dude, we, we all get to the airport and they told us, uh, one of the guys on our team didn't even go. He said, I'm not going. I'm stopping there. He went home after that. I think you told, I, I saw your story. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Because yeah. Efren was right in front of you. Yep, right. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, say what's up to Efren. And I was dude. like, what's going on? And then you were like. Dude, sketchiest thing. Yeah, I've ever been a part ever of. One been of the a guys of. banged it. And didn't even. Yeah, go. didn't even go. Dang, Dude, bro. and we were flying on this plane, and we're getting ready to take off, and all of us are cramped in there, like in this plane, and we're like, guys are praying, like we're like, oh my gosh, like it's probably a couple of kilos of dude who knows the bo- what was on the bottom, you know, dude, and uh, the first baseman's butt. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, dude, we're flying, and he's sitting there, and we get up. And I'm like, dude, this we got like two hours of this, like, and he's just texting on his phone, watching, uh, like the he's not even touching the plane, just texting on his phone, the guy in the front on WhatsApp, and he's just chilling. And I was like, oh my gosh, bro, like this is crazy. So when we landed, all the guys got out and kissed the ground, like it was like, hilarious, man. So uh, that was a crazy one. We played at a in La Paz, it's mm-hmm. like in a, a stadium that used to be in the league, but. Mm-hmm. Or something like that was a um, their minor league or yeah. something. It was aw- an awesome experience, but that plane ride was uh, was interesting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, we don't we don't deal with that in the NFL. No, NFL slightly. <laughs> did you did you guys like when you flew? Did you guys fly commercial or did you guys have a, like your like team plane or whatever? No, we were with everybody else, like with the NARPs. Yep. Yeah, all right. NARPs, NARPs is yeah. that what you call <laughs> non-athletic regular people? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about so, we told you about the Mesco stories. Well, what about flying in the NFL? Do they got like any special type of treatment, or you had any like, well, cool stories? Literally, just walk on the like tarmac onto the plane, yeah. and they have 
rows of food that you just go and grab what you yeah. want to eat chick-fil-a gatorade snacks and then like you get on the plane and it's just like the steward just keep walking up and down with snacks and drinks the entire time if you want the plain meals it's like oh, i'll take a salad and like uh some steak or whatever and we have chick-fil-a like, on ours yeah i mean you have yeah. chick-fil-a when you walk on like right, yeah. like, you have the bag. Yeah, yeah. Grab. Literally, you just grab your yeah. stuff, yeah. and then they have like the 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 airplane meals. Mm-hmm. And it's the same stewardess and stuff throughout the whole entire season. Because mm-hmm. you have like all your stuff planned and everything, and your mm-hmm. planes all same pilot, same all that stuff. So it's like, like sit down and sit down and buckle your seatbelt and like turn your phone on airplane mode. No, like yeah. we're in the back, like standing, like surfing as the planes like taking off and stuff, and like. Throwing the water yeah. bottles down the down the aisle and, and like letting them come yeah, back yeah. when we're taking off Dude, and everything. Oh, and because in my first experience, um, those planes go straight up. Really? Like because like so yeah. when it's private, they want to get up to like whatever cruising mm-hmm. altitude, cruising altitude as fast as they can. Really? Normal with NARPs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, civilians. Yeah. They're you know cruising to make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. Private? No straight up so when he's saying like you roll it up and come back because it's like that's uh, crazy you know like that like when yeah. it goes uh, yeah, yeah, man. and that then they're you. going and then they're just at cruising like because they want to get up there wild. as fast as they can it's so crazy like flight because like the longest time like i would maybe take one or two like commercial flights a mm. year and then all the others were like that you know yeah. so it's just like you get so comfortable and like have a whole row of seats mm. to myself and it like, ruins it for yeah dude it ruins just think it about this so I, I didn't get to do as many – well, I don't know because you guys – no, I didn't get to do as many as you, obviously. But big leagues, they're flying three or four times a week. They're yeah. just doing two two yeah. back and forth. Yeah. But um, think of having that experience and then getting downgraded to you know, oh. AAA. And mm. you're, you're still flying decent flights, yeah. but with you're with other people. Some mm. of them are – you know get uh, a chartered here and there, but mm. not very many. And then go to Mexico – <laughs> on Valaris, yeah, I'm sure you've flown Valaris. Yeah, where we the were, sh- uh, they're so close together that you can't even like lean back. You got to sit up like this, yeah. and the seats are hard. And you're flying in Mexico. Think of like getting seen. What like yeah, fun dude. is, and then getting downgraded, dude. and then getting just shit on. <laughs> yeah, but it's but like for a football team, like no matter what, like you're gonna have hundred people going on a trip with you no matter like no matter what level it is if it's ufl or or whatever it is Mm -hmm. now it's like college like even low level college you're getting a full plane to yourself Mm -hmm. so it's like and it's almost at that point cost effective to like get the whole plane and not even like worry about like Mm -hmm. through security and all that kind of stuff but when you have when you have have 25 players though and like going on a on a 150 person flight like that's that's different rather than 100 people going on a 120 person flight it's the same kind of thing yeah so i don't know it's i mean i even flew this past year i was doing radio for fresno state Mm -hmm. and i went to like the arizona state game Mm -hmm. and i flew with the team nice and they like put me in the back and like the like the smallest seat next to like three people. I'm like put you in the bathroom. I I can't I can't sit in this seat. I really can't. Like yeah. so like right when we took off, I just stood up and I was just standing the entire flight. Yeah. But so it's it's stuff like that where it's just like you take it for granted and you just have like no idea that like what the other side is, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm just like man. Yeah. I like I I I had it good for sure for a long time, and then it was yeah. like later in my career where it was like well, I was starting and playing mm-hmm. and it was kind of a vet like oh you, all the older guys get the first class mm-hmm. they sit up there like they get their own pods mm-hmm. and they get the lay down and like on, on trips I'm like 
this is like two, like a two and a half hour flight. I get to like lay in this like pod, you know, Dude. like it's, it's, it's sweet. Yeah. 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 If that's not motivation to get to the next level for young people, you get to fly private yeah. and eat Chick-fil-A and lay down on planes. Yeah. Well, best was you just had all the rookies buy you food yeah. and, and bring it, bring it on the plane. So yeah. it was, it was like, all right, you, everybody t- takes the order. We're going to this restaurant. You look up the, you look up the menu, say, I want this, this, and this. Yeah. And then it's in your seat. One of the time you like, you like get back to the locker room or yeah. something. So you think, you think Kenny's bad at the gym. How do you think he treated the rookies? Oh my gosh. Dude, I, I was imagine. a good, I was a good vet, man. I made, I made everybody sure do was. their, do their due diligence and their yeah. duties, but I was a good vet. I took care of the young guys. Yeah. How was your, uh, what did you think of Kenny before you kind of knew him, <laughs> him and knew who he was? Like, what was your first encounter and what did you think of him? Kenny, yeah. So, you obviously can't miss him, you know. Walks in the door. Fat. Uh, fat. Can't miss him. <laughs> he was. He's not anymore. Oh, Would you weigh in at 75? Oh. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm like 80. But I'll show you a picture. I'll show you my fat picture. Dude, all the time stuff. He'd be cool. He'll, he'll, like, see me in the morning because he's been, like, fasting for three days. He goes, bro. 70 or 274 this 40 <laughs> and then i'll see him the next day and i'm like dude what are you at oh i ate like an asshole last night i was like 85 <laughs> it's the truth man it's that's hilarious. hilarious yeah so you you first met big yeah, kenny big, nfl 220 yeah. pound kenny yeah what big was kenny like? yeah i was like that's a big dude i wonder how these guys are throwing the football over this dude man yeah, I know. <laughs> but i was like dude if if i'm a quarterback i want that guy on the line you know what i mean yeah. so uh and i think we just it was you and Tyler Bray, Bray was in there. and everybody. And you know how it is once athletes get around each other. It's just like mm-hmm. you start talking and you relate to different things. So that's how I met Kenny. And then he started joking around with Dave, saying some crazy stuff. And I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy's a little crazy, man. <laughs> I'm not crazy. You and then, hear uh, but you know what I think is funny is how Dave put him on. Uh, the wall where nobody can see him. Right. I think that's hilarious, man. I do have the biggest picture. There's guys on the wall that haven't been there as long. So, you know, I I do have the biggest picture. I I do have the biggest picture, but, and my picture is probably the coolest picture, but I'm just like in the corner. Yeah. Nobody can see it. You know, bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, uh, I was in the office one time and if we're, we're, we're talking about the gym, we're talking about athletic performance in Clovis, California. It's where all the pros train. He's got like, 12 or 14 guys getting ready for the NFL yeah, right it's now. Crazy NFL Combine. It's yeah. the best gym in the Central Valley by mm-hmm. far. Um, Dave's the owner. He's the, you know, mad scientist guy that gets us all right. Yep. And he, <clears throat> one day I was going there, because we still go in there and work out. Like, Kenny and I, like, we'll still go in. Like, we're, yeah. you know, uh, a friends with Dave. We've He's dealt with us for, shoot, 12 years now. Something like um, that, yeah. And so I was in there one day, and he goes, "Hey, have you seen the new, the new, uh, you know, poster or whatever?" And I was like, "No." And he goes, and he, and he goes "Come, come in." And we, we we went to the back room, and he like, and he like rolls it out, and it goes like to like to all of us first. And I was like, "Dang, that's nice." And it has me with my media day picture. <laughs> Everybody else is action, and it's just me like this, smiling in the camera, like just you yeah. know whatever. And then I look in, and like I see Kenny, and I'm like, "Dang." Kenny got the big one. Like, that looks sick. And then Dave just, like, kind of upset. And he goes, yeah, but he's all mad about it. And I was like, why? <laughs> that was and a good Dave goes, impression. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes, <laughs> and he, he, Kenny says, Dave said that Kenny said that all of you guys are over here, but he's stuck in the corner. Nobody's going to want to go take a picture with him in the yeah. corner. I was like, that's 
Classic. It, Dave could have put me in the middle of it, yeah. just me, and I would have I would have complained about yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, it didn't matter where yeah. where he put me. I was gonna complain no matter what. Dude. He can't do anything right in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kenny was good at having uh, having at the gym because he doesn't like you know let you yeah. get away with BS. Mm-hmm. He's like he's not like mean about it, but he's just yeah. like you know kind of call. Yeah, you, you need that. You need that person that keeps it loose and but also is on everybody. I think that's like a huge part of the culture of the gym at mm-hmm. AP. So Kenny was definitely you have to earn that, right? Like yeah. And I feel like that's why it's like so cool is you can literally. You know, a professional athlete can walk in at any time. Giannis, mm-hmm. one of the best basketball players in the world, could just yeah. walk in at, at any time. You know, yeah. Quincy can be in there. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like so many cool people that go because there's like the mm-hmm. like the Central Valley breeds athletes. Yeah, like, there's tons of good athletes, and they all come back and they're pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story about Jake. How we're talking about, <clears throat> you know, kind of like wearing guys out sometimes. Not like mean. It's just like yeah. fun. So the first year that Jake and Luplo and um, who TK, else came really good at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TK. They came over from a different gym. It was probably like their second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a good group of guys. Like mm-hmm. worked hard. Yeah. And we would all we would we would go with Josh early to warm up, do like the speed work, and then we would lift with Dave. And we had like a a good setup. It was it was fun. All of us got after it. Worked hard. Um, the next year. Jake comes and he was kind of quiet. Like he would come, like we would talk, you know, like yeah. he'd work hard, you know, super strong. We would kind of get after it. The next year, there was a couple guys younger than him that like came in, yeah. and Jake's just wearing these wearing guys out. out. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I remember that. I got a story remember? after after you're right? done. I got a story so to I'm tell you guys. Like, them out. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, but like never to like me or any like the older. He was just wearing out like this one dude, and then not like mean or malicious. He'd just be like. Come on, Bruno. Let's go. Let's get it up. He used to, he used to call him Bruno. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Man, get used to it." Tyson wore my ass out last year. Now I get to deliver it to somebody else. And yeah. It's just festering inside of him. It's yeah. building it up. Yeah. Oh, that's how it, that's so how it works. It it's like so you got to earn your stripes a little bit, and yeah. then you can kind of dish it out a little bit. Yeah, but that's the sure. fun part yeah. of it. If we don't, it's not you know it's not malicious. We don't say anything about no, his mama or anything. Yeah. It's just like. It's that's it you're only gonna get the 50s like yeah. just like little chirps yeah, like that. Like, come on, just, it just makes it so much and then you're just like okay man like i am yeah. better than i thought like for sure like the younger younger guys look up like man kenny thinks i'm stronger than i am like yeah. wow that's yeah. encouraging but yeah. it's just like all fun and games. i remember it was around that time too where it was like your second year and yeah. we kind of knew each other in a little bit and i forget who it was you were like chirping with back and forth mm-hmm. um but you were talking about how like that was your parking spot right there oh, right yeah. there in the front of the thing yeah. so i heard you and i was like this motherfucker i'm gonna come here early every single day and park in this spot just so he does not get this yeah. spot uh-huh. and, and when kenny parked there i didn't say anything. and you didn't say yeah, anything to like, me right. <laughs> there was one time all right <laughs> there was one time like the dude that that you know he would wear out because they were like friends like yeah they would yeah, kind yeah. Of talk yeah. to each other yeah. and i did something exactly the same way or same thing that the other guy did and he didn't say anything to me mm-hmm. and then like the guy goes why don't you say anything to tyson and he, <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even like he didn't even like look at me or think he just goes tyson's earned the respect for me not to talk shit to him <laughs> <laughs> like, no something like that he's like he's like he, Dude, he, it's the best. i don't talk to him like, i don't yeah. talk to him that way yeah. and, and he goes you don't talk to me that way <laughs> <laughs> dude it's the best dude the it best. was fun man that year was crazy because i think that was like uh, right when like COVID was going on, or whatever, right before, or it, was, something it like had that. been yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, and uh, dude, we were like, 
we had a good group. We were wearing each other out. Tevin uh, Mitchell was Tevin, in there. Tevin, 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 yeah. Tevin during 2020 when everything was shut yeah. down got strong. Dude, he was huge. He was a beast, man. And he's just like a genetic freak. Just yeah, like ripped out yeah, of his mind. Is, yeah. Like, yeah. He was out there. He had, took his shirt off one time. I go, because it was outside yeah. in the heat because we couldn't mm-hmm. work on it. So I'm like, dude, put your shirt on. You're making us look bad. <laughs> Everybody in here You're making bad. us look bad, dude. <laughs> dude, we had a crazy schedule during that time. We had this group... Uh, that was in AP. It was all the guys working out. We were playing video games till like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. We had uh, merchandise, team merch. We were doing the national anthem before. We were playing Call of Duty, <laughs> uh, hardcore search and destroy, <laughs> national anthem before everything. Dude, we were playing all night, and then we were sleeping in, and then going to work out from like one to like three, yeah. just getting swole. And then I would show up like once a month and work yeah. out. With yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, man. Dude, but that was... environment was fun. You know, it's, we all had good years after that year. Mm. We all went in the season, had great years. So wow. worked out, man. But that's part of it. Yeah, that's part sure. of it. You, you know what else will make you have an amazing year? Oh, my God. Kenny, tell I, me. I know exactly what Kenny, will. you go ahead and start it, and then I'll just read off the ingredients. Go ahead. Magic mind. Really? What's that? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Time out. Dude. You don't know what Magic Mind is? Don't know what it is. Bro, we got to get you some. <laughs> okay. It is the premier drink to drink with like your coffee pre-workout mm-hmm. to keep you locked in all day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's legit. So it. it's like a yeah. little it's just like a little shot that we have. Uh we, we we'll maybe have them send some to yeah. you. It's called a productivity shot. Mm-hmm. It's got matcha green tea for the energy, but then it's got like lion mane's mushroom. It's got Kenny's favorite ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. So you basically just <laughs> like you, you just drink it every day, like yeah. with your coffee. Yeah. And because we're not the smartest people in the world, we had them explain it to us like in very dumb terms that they just take the caffeine and it just gets extended all day. Really. And then it has like the ashwagandha, the lion's mane's mushrooms to help you turn that caffeine into focus. Hmm. So then it helps you focus a little bit. Now it's not, it's not like the movie Limitless where you're just gonna be freaking <laughs> locked in. Basically. Or, but then just think of like having like a really really good productive day. Yeah. It's like that every single yeah. day. Um, Kenny loves it. He's, I think he's addicted to it. Yeah, it's getting. I need some more. It's getting. Um, it's getting bad. Uh, yeah, I drink it every single day. I just got a new shipment, so I'll be giving you you some more. He's been he's been, dude. I'm out of Magic Mind. Where is it? And I'm yeah. like, I gotta wait for the shipment. I know it's he's coming. starting to move around more. Scratches neck right. A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's getting there. So, um, if you guys go to MagicMind.com/slash/one-degree, do the subscription because you gotta drink it every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you can drink it one day and it'll help you, but the more you take it. Mm-hmm. You get like locked in to where you just become like a machine. Like, mm-hmm. It's almost like a routine in, yeah. in sports, right? Yeah, sure. You just do it and then you're just locked in. It's mm-hmm. like this is part of your routine. So you get the subscription, magicmind.com slash one degree, and then you go you also promo code one degree twenty, then you'll get an extra twenty percent off. Dang man. Yeah, you're pretty good right there. Nice. Uh for the listeners, Jake's um, you know, a big shot, so he'll probably get some free ones, but we'll get you on there. Cool. Um, so use that code. Also go, wor- also go work out at Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Clovis, California. Yep. Yes. And if you need lights, Alphalet <laughs> Fresno, Alphalet Sacramento, they will set you up, make you look good. Hell yeah, yeah. That was good, man. That was professional. Thank you. Yeah. No, hey, just just freaking wing it around here. Yeah. <laughs> just just it off his computer. Here. Yeah. We'll be. Because of the ingredients. There's some other ingredients. He doesn't know how to say ostragonda without reading it. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's, can you spell that for me without looking at it? Yeah. A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. Nope. <laughs> so for all the people listening in audio only, I did not look at the computer. I just read it. Um, I didn't look at the computer. I just read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of got yourself there, man. Idiot. Tell you something. Locked in. Locked in. Um, all right, back to Gatewood. Enough yeah. of Kenny. Enough of me. Um, talk to us about high school because mm-hmm. uh, you're f- from Visalia originally, yep. and then you came to Clovis, yep. ended up getting drafted in, in the first round, yeah. you know, projected you know, to, to be the next Alex Rod. Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. the best high school players in the country. You have all the talent. Mm-hmm. Talk us kind of a little bit about the beginning and mm-hmm. then things that you look that you learn from mm-hmm. that now kind of at your yeah. tenth, tenth this year just your tenth upcoming, season, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So how did that how did yeah. that work out? How did you come to Clovis? How did all that start in high school? Yeah, so I was uh I grew up in Visalia. My sister went to Redwood High School. Mm-hmm. Um and she was like the best tennis player to ever come out of there, by the way. I walked into Redwood and the gym and her name is everywhere on all mm-hmm. the different banners. So, um, you know, coming in, there was some, some big shoes to fill. So, um, it was fun though. Um, you know, it was, I got to play, um, football there and then a season and a half of varsity baseball. Um, and so I had a great time. Um, but moving to Clovis, um, my family moved up here, man, that was such a big adjustment compared to like division two sports and then Clovis, like it's like its own, especially baseball here. It's like its own like thing, man. Every, every person that comes here, even from LA, it's like, mm-hmm. man, your guys' fields are crazy. And dude, Clovis is some of the best sports in the country. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know, crazy. Troy Gloss is one of the coaches yeah, here. Yeah, Troy Gloss. Like, you know, yeah. big league all-star. Like it's, How'd that happen? It's crazy, like yeah. the sports. It's wild. And that so, we have here. So you came to Clovis yeah. and it was kind of a shock for you in the beginning? A like, little bit, yeah. I was like, because I sat out the first two weeks because I transferred in the middle of baseball season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, this is crazy. But luckily I had um, played a few games. Redwood played like Clovis High and Clovis North and stuff like that. So I kind of had a little bit of a background, but not anything crazy. And so those first two weeks I was like, all right, I'm going to have to put on out here. Like this is no joke. And so um, got to Clovis High. Uh, halfway through sat out the two weeks and we were the last place team in the track and we ended up making it to the valley championship um that year we just got hot at the right time we had like blake lacy mm. i don't know if you remember him mm-hmm. um this was USC. your sophomore year sophomore year um we lost in the valley championship to bullard they had blake mm. quinn um a couple of good players but that was my first taste so um, I think it kind of helped me going to the football season there and, and getting to play football. We were the number one team in the Valley that year. Um, lost in the first round of playoffs. Elk Grove. Sometimes Grove. how it always so, works Elk out. Elk Grove was like – Elk Grove freaking stumbling herd. Here yeah. we go. My, my high school, Elk Grove yeah. was like the best baseball team in yeah. the country for like 10 years yeah. straight or something like that. Yeah, a couple of my buddies went there. That's actually where my dad went to high school. Really? Yeah, he went to McClatchy and Elk Grove. I did not know that. Yeah, uh-huh. You might get the you might get the alumni discount yeah. in the house. Yeah, dude. The thundering herd discount. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, my buddies, uh, dude, they had Derek Hill. Yep. Rowdy Telez. Yep. Um, Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal. Um, Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson was like my bat boy. Yeah. <laughs> growing up, bro. Yeah, yeah like he like he was like around like the little like yeah my my buddies like used to babysit him and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Because Carlson was the coach. He yeah. was like the longtime coach. Yeah, and, right. His dad. Yeah, and he was like, 
he literally just was one of the guys who like handed me my jersey at my jersey retirement. Mm. So like, oh, that's yeah, nice. Carlson was there. Like, yeah. yeah. Funny story about Carlson. Uh, after my freshman year, I played baseball. Yeah. And I played. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just play ba- basketball and football. I went and had a meeting with him in his office, and yeah. I was like. Hey, I just let you know that I'm thinking about just playing baseball and, and football, or I mean basketball and football. And he goes, "I think that's a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Yeah, huh? yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, just yeah, focus on that." Because yeah. I mean, we were stacked. You know, mm-hmm. we, just, we just sat at the bench. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it recently hit a home run at Grizzly Stadium. That's right? what I was so just about to say. Kenny hit two, 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 home two. Runs. Do not cut him short. Is he still trying to throw eighty or whatever? No, no, he no. banged that. I, yeah, that was that, that was, was hard. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. My arm, my arm won't. I mean, maybe one day. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, transferring was, was such a cool experience for me because I met some of my like lifetime, you know, friends, like guys in my wedding, all from Clovis High. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a cool experience getting there. And then my senior year or my junior summer, I did that home run derby in New York. And that like changed my life, like at that point, because. I was a good player. I committed to USC, but it w- it wasn't like on a huge scale. Mm. And when I did that home run derby, mm. man, it was like all of a sudden overnight I'm supposed to make the first overall pick. So it was like a Sports Illustrated article came out, and it Dang. was like, dude, and, and so. And this was the summer going into your junior year. Uh, my or? so after my junior season. After your junior mm-hmm. season. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, all that started in, in my senior year. I had people showing up to lunch, like scouts at lunch, like trying to talk to me, and I'm, you know, trying to pick up my lunch and all that type of stuff, and all over the games, and it was nuts, man. My teammates could tell you it was, like, out of control. Like, they probably shouldn't have had that much access to all the stuff, but, um, yeah, then had a good senior season. We won the uh, Valley Championship that year. Um, so it was like a storybook ending. I actually got to – finished my last high school game was in Rawhide Stadium in Visalia because mm-hmm. Bakersfield didn't want to travel to Clovis to play but it ended up being two Clovis teams but we still had to play in Visalia mm-hmm. and uh, my first high school game ever was in Rawhide Stadium I uh, hit my first home run ever in high school and my dad hit his first professional home run Rawhide Stadium and then I finished my last game there so it was like my world collided like all the people from Visalia and then all the new people from Clovis and we walked off Buchanan State Championship. It was sweet, man. So that's how I ended the, the high school years. But then after that, um, win the first round with Milwaukee. So it was it was. What uh, was that? So it happened quick. So that yeah. one year mm-hmm. is, is crazy for a yeah. you know seventeen year old kid to for to sure. do. And then now you're drafting the first round. Mm-hmm. What is there kind of like? like added pressure on you did you kind of think that you were you know better than you Mm -hmm. were like was there kind of like a learning period there yeah I think you know actually I was just talking to um one of my buddies about this and like it being my 10th year professional baseball getting in at 18 is like tough dude like you know you guys um know the benefit of going through college and getting to mature on like maybe a little bit I don't know about college football college football is pretty big but for baseball maybe a little bit smaller scale um but going in at 18 was tough and I think for me just um I had all these expectations uh from outside people because of the home run derby because of all this stuff um 
They well, shoot, just just getting drafted in the first round. First alone, round. You have so much more pressure on you. Like it's crazy. Everybody else inside, like the spring training facility, looks at you different because mm-hmm. there's only like three or four of you. Yeah. Right, and they look at you different. They treat you different. They mm. talk shit about behind your back. Cause, yeah, it's a lot. Because I like I would see it. Like I would never do it. I'd be like, oh, that guy's cool. I want to mm-hmm. hang out with him. Mm-hmm. All the other guys, they're always talking shit about the guys yeah. who were you know first rounders. Mm-hmm. You always get that. Oh, here we go, first rounder. Oh, yeah. you know, bonus baby, all exactly. that stuff. Like you. It's a lot. You have a lot more than people yeah. think. Yeah, people think it's like, oh, you're the first round pick and you get paid a lot, so like, you should just it's be easy. chilling. Yeah, you it's know easy, what I mean. Right? Like, what do you have to? You already, and it's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm super thankful I got what I got, and like, you know, I thank God for that. Help my family, um, you know, help my dad with his business and everything he's doing. But like at the same time, I want to play in the big leagues just as bad as the other guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm still at the end of the day, I'm in low A, and I got to go up four levels five levels you know what i mean so um i still have that pressure and not only when i get there people are expecting me to perform so like there is a lot that comes with it um that people don't see especially at 18 like man i thought i was like i didn't really know much about the minor leagues um, nobody does and then when you get into it you're just like you're just, <laughs> so i'm 18 thinking like i'm gonna be in the show at like 19 i got all these expectations and and people are expecting me to do that and so <clears throat> when i didn't when I didn't start out hot, you know what I mean? Not only was it hard on myself because I wanted to perform that way, but now I got, you know, I used to get so upset. It was like, man, this dude's like 45 writing an article about me saying I'm not good. It's like, man, you're a grown man. I'm an 18-year-old kid. Like, why are you writing about me? You know what I mean? So that part, I think, was the hardest one for me was, was um, you know. Because, I, and I don't think, sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, people don't realize that, there's 25 guys at each level. Mm-hmm. Jake's probably the only one that's getting interviewed mm-hmm. all the time. The one that's like, you know, got a camera in his face, that they're looking at his stats, that they're writing articles. Oh, because when were you dra- drafted? What year? 2014. Yeah, so you're the, oh, you know, 2014 first round picks only hitting 280, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, he's the only one that's getting that. Nobody yeah. else in that locker room is getting that. And I witnessed the same thing with Mark Appel mm-hmm. and he had it yes. the worst. Like he did. Yeah. Number one overall pick record signing bonus was supposed to be in the big leagues the same year. And he has a 10 ERA in a ball. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> every day he mm-hmm. had people talking to him, mm-hmm. asking him questions, calling him, trying to do interviews, every outing for him, like, dude, he'd give up seven runs and come out in the second, third inning, mm. and he's got to answer questions that nobody tough, else man. has to answer. Like, it's it's, it's hard, especially yeah. you as an eighteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. He was older. He went back mm-hmm. to Stanford. He was twenty two, mm-hmm. but he even talks about it the same way. It's like, dude, it was hard. Like, obviously, he's one of the he's one of the nicest guys that like I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine what it's like eighteen, nineteen years yeah. old, twenty years old. It was and, tough, man. And it's and it's like almost. There's like the two sides of it too, whereas the where the other side is like you're you're wishing like please don't talk to me today, right? Yeah. And the guy who's like the late round draft mm-hmm. pick, who's like your teammate, is like somebody please talk to me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I want to make a name for myself. Yeah, for sure. So it's like there's a give and take with it a little bit where you're like, man, get these cameras out of my face, get these yeah. like writers out of my face. Yeah. Where the other guy's like, man, I wish I I wish that guy would talk to me. Yeah. So it's like there's almost some sort of like jealousy yeah. no, coming from both ways, right? Both ways, where it's yeah. like you're like, man, I wish I could just sit in my locker and nobody yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Well this other guy who's sitting in his locker and nobody's talking to him was like, man, just I want one person to talk For to real. me. Right. So yeah. it's it's weird because I'm I was that way. I was mm-hmm. like totally under the radar mm-hmm. until like 
year nine in the league, right? Where it's like nobody gave a, a shit about me until mm-hmm. I was a starter or whatever. And yeah. and that was way later in my career. And I couldn't imagine like getting thrown into the fire yeah. right when I'm 18 years old. Because mm-hmm. even at Fresno State, like we had a rule as the O-lineman, we didn't talk to the media. Mm-hmm. So it was like nobody, everybody knew not to talk to yeah. us. And so it was like, I didn't really talk to anybody until yeah. like 10 years into like really playing competitive football. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and then he's over there. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, this is my first interview. I'm 28 years old. No, It's crazy. <laughs> my, so my year eight in the, in my, in the league was the first time I ever went to a podium really? for, for football, for wow. a football interview. That's and crazy. it was like my second year in Detroit and like, all the news people were like blown away that like that was, I, I was my first time going to a that's podium. That's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, that is pretty and now, and, and, and I'm like, yeah. it's not like I didn't want to or I didn't like no. nobody wanted me to. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. I was around, but like nobody cared. Dude. Yeah. And, and honestly, man, like because um, I feel like O-linemen never really get the credit they deserve. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like and that's the same thing is like sometimes it's not always a bad thing. Because like I, I know, I agree. I, I, I know, like that's that's what yeah. I'm like trying to get at too. Where it's like, yeah. some of it's kind of nice, right? Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, it would be it would be kind of cool to get the, some of the endorsement mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that, like, of course. That Jason Jason yeah. Kelsey's getting kind of yeah. right now. You know, like he's mm-hmm. he's blown up and he's like an O lineman. That's yeah. the only one like ever to do For it, real. right? Yeah. And now it's like okay, that's like a whole different revenue stream that yeah. you could kind of pull in from your football career. There's a lot yeah. more stuff After that you're comes done, with that. Right? There's also, a lot more stuff like, that comes with that where yeah. it's like, you can't go out to eat with your family exactly. and stuff like that. Like I've watched like Stafford go out to like a restaurant somewhere yeah, and just right. get hounded. Yeah. Like, so everybody wants that, but they don't want what comes with no. it. Right. Yeah. Everybody no. wants success, but they don't want what comes with success. Like success looks good on mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. or on TV. It's not easy. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. No. Not and, and you like, People put success on you mm-hmm. as an 18, 19 year old kid. Yeah. And then when you're not performing the idea that they put mm-hmm. in their head that you were supposed to be, because yeah. nobody sees baseball. No. Like, j- just like you, when you yeah. got drafted, you didn't know what it was like. No. Nobody knows that there's eight levels that you got to yeah. go through in order, to, in order to get to the big leagues. Yeah. And a very, very small percentage of the people get there. Yeah. And that's what I feel like to be like going back, right? I don't want to, I don't wish to change anything. Right. Um, cause it taught me a lot at the end of the day, a lot of my experiences, cause I've had a, you know, I've had years where I've done really, really well, right. Where I've played, um, and played up to those expectations mm-hmm. and some years where, you know, I, I missed the mark. So, but one thing that like, if I could tell a, a first rounder going back or even anybody who's like, even if they're, you're the guy that, um, nobody wants to talk to, I think just learning, like, um, at the end of the day, if you could just be the best player you can be and put all of your attention into that, everything is going to work out. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I, it, that whole process kind of caused me to veer like down a different path or like a different perspective. Right. Like if I would have just focused on like, well, they could say what they want. I'm just going to, um, get 1% better every day mm-hmm. and be the best player I can be. Cause that's all I can do. I can't be this player everybody wants me to be i'm going to be the best version of myself you know did what it, i mean did it take you a while to get that yeah like when when did to you be honest kind of just start, like i learned a little bit in 2017 and i've kind of been building on it ever since mm-hmm. and so like that's when you started working out with me yeah <laughs> hear that <laughs> so <laughs> probably got worse yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, dude, that's like, I mean, I feel like all athletes get there at some point. You hope it's while you're still playing, you know, and so I'm thankful I still have a jersey on my back and I still get to continue to learn and, and play and, and see how good I can be. But I think that's the biggest, um, you know, when you're young in your career and the fame looks good and you want to be like the best player ever. We all dream of that, right? Like being the best player in the big leagues, in the World Series, you have the Nike endorsement like uh, all this type of stuff, but you can't really control any of that. So, you know, <clears throat> learning to just be the best player you can be and focus on the process of doing that. I think, man, a lot of that pressure and a lot of that stuff that doesn't matter, it's all externals, right? Kind of just melts away. I know you guys can, can no speak doubt. to that too, yeah. right? Like, cause once you play at a high level, you start to realize that. But yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing I learned from that whole experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of like the biggest thing, like kind of what you're talking about for me was like, I'm not going to get cut or make the team off of this one play, mm -hmm. right? Or this one at bat, Yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. I used to beat myself up so bad. Like I had a bad block and I'm like, dang, like blah, blah, blah. And just like in my mind, I'm like, fuck it. They've already cut me 10 times, yeah. right? They've already, they've already done the worst. I've already been through the worst possible yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't I just go out there, have fun, do what I know what I can do yeah. and just go out there and play. And that's for like. Sure. When that went, when that clicked in my brain, that's when I just like started playing re really well and like yeah. making teams and like doing all this kind of stuff, yeah. which, which didn't happen like early in my career. Yeah. That's kind of what you're talking about right now, yeah. where it's like just letting it loose and and doing what like you've done your entire life mm -hmm. and let letting it happen and however it happens, exactly. right? And that and yeah. and being okay with that because you know you put everything into it, exactly. right? And that's and that's the best place mentally you could be as an athlete for, for sure. sure. Yeah. It's that like I'm prepared and it is what it is after that. And I think that's where too like a big part of my faith grew. That year I, I did the um I had the best season of my career so far. It was in twenty seventeen. I was like twenty one and just having that perspective of like, okay, like God is in control. There's nothing I have to do out here. I don't have to perform. I don't have to do anything to get anybody's approval. Like I'm just gonna be the best version of, of who he's created me to be and wherever he decides to take me is where he takes me and dude the pressure just like that was the first time I was on a baseball field and didn't feel pressure my whole my whole life because when I was 10 we went to the Calvin World Series and and we won the World Series from Visalia this little small really yeah um and so we went to the World Series twice 10 and 12 and so I'd I'd always been playing at a high level I never hadn't played at the like one of the highest levels I possibly could so but I always felt a little bit of pressure or a little bit of that like you know what they call maybe now like a little bit of that anxiety feeling of like no shoot i gotta do this and that but uh man that that year in 21 or sorry 17 when i was 21 um the first year i kind of became proactive in my faith that first time i took the field so free i felt like i could do whatever i needed to do i could just finally fully um operate being the best where i could be on the field every single day and that was the best year i had and that and that's preparation too right that's, sure. that's preparation and that's preparing your mind yep. to get you ready into that state too which that's that's the key is just being mostly being the most prepared you can be for when those opportunities arise right exactly like i always say i don't believe in luck i believe in preparation meets opportunity mm -hmm. right yeah, like exactly that's that's where you're that's where you're lucky yeah. is that you're you were so prepared when your opportunity came mm -hmm. you, you struck gold right exactly. like that's just what it is yeah you can't try to create that opportunity yeah. right yeah. like you just be prepared can't and hope for luck or wish for luck or no. everything like that and just yeah. hope that something good happens no mm -hmm. it's it's you're preparing your body you're preparing your mind you're preparing your skill mm -hmm. to be the best when you 
get that opportunity. Exactly, for sure. So you two had like pretty opposite careers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you were sure. you were thrown into it with mm-hmm. your name already. It was mm-hmm. like before you even played a game, you mm-hmm. were like supposed to be successful. Yeah. Him, it wasn't. It was like I have mm-hmm. to earn every single thing. So yeah. then it's he doesn't really have the pressure. Like how he mm-hmm. said, he's like, I, you know, I've already been cut ten times. What are they yeah. gonna do? Cut me again? It's the worst thing you like didn't have that it was total opposite Mm -hmm. was there a point in your career where you almost wished like you could fit in with the rest of your teammates that you were a 20th round pick Mm -hmm. or you know just like a senior sign that's out here has like nothing to lose because they don't have anything to lose Mm -hmm. right some of those guys were like you know they were going to start their job afterwards and they had like a last good five games of their senior season Mm -hmm. and then got a call yeah didn't even get drafted but got a call and come Mm -hmm. and play in yeah and they're playing so free yeah but then they look at you got drafted in the first round out of Mm -hmm. high school supposed to be the next a-rod got millions of dollars yep and you have all the pressure was there a time where you ever wish like you could you know trade shoes with some of those guys 100 percent. i think my especially my first like two years when i was like not I wasn't doing bad, but I wasn't living up to the expectations they wanted me to. Mm. So in their minds, I was playing bad. Mm. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, the other 18-year-old kid that got drafted in the 10th round, I did better than he did, and he they're saying how good he did. You know what I mean? So it's like I was like, man, sometimes I wish like I didn't have that label of like you got to. And, again, I, I now I don't mind it. Whatever it is, like I'd be able to handle it, right? But, like, then when you're 18, 19, you're still learning – um, you were in history class with your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, two, two months, months ago. ago. Yeah. And now all yeah. of a sudden you're supposed to be this like amazing player. And it's like, I was facing, you know, this kid who wasn't even going to college for baseball like a month ago. And now I'm supposed to hit these Dominican guys throwing a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm playing again, I'm on the field. I'm 18. I'm on the field with 25 year old, 26 year olds, mm-hmm. you know? So like, um, they got 10, almost 10 years on me. So um, you know, that part was tough. I, at times I was like, man, I don't feel like I'm doing that bad, but everybody thinks I'm doing bad. So that part was tough for me. Um, but again, I think it taught me so much and it's crazy how we both like agree on the same things. We come from different sides of it, right? Like, um, being on that huge stage and then not starting on that and then working your way up to that big stage. Like we both agree that the pressure and the externals mean absolutely nothing if you just focus on being the best player you can be and being prepared that whether you are the guy that's the high pick or whether you're the guy that's the lower pick Mm -hmm. as long as you can focus on those things and understand that at the end of the day i'm 10 years in now i understand it literally doesn't matter at all like they could say whatever they want like that's their job they have to write something on and you just happen to be the one person they have to write on so like but we both agree man it's just the pressure and all that, it's its kind of what you make it. If you don't um, allow it to affect your process and your perspective, it really doesn't have a, a, a play on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because me personally, I was like, man, if I would have just gotten drafted, I would have been like, I would have been, been good to go. Yeah. You know, but like, for sure. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the same thing. And yeah. I always said that the people who were drafted and, and I'm, I'm above me and everything, they had to get cut and mm-hmm. I had to make the team. Yeah. Right, because that's just how like I yeah. approached it. Right, mm-hmm. like I have to do something spectacular mm-hmm. to beat these guys out to yeah. like make the team. Which you or like somebody in your position mm-hmm. just has to like just has to perform. Just, right, yeah, just has to be bit. like yeah. just has to perform. And I would like I would I was like I would have died to be in that position. Yeah. But it's also like 
me looking back on it now, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, all I had to do was like just prove one person wrong. Yeah. And then and then just like keep proving one person mm-hmm. wrong and be like, oh, brick by brick, brick yeah. by brick, and build it right. For well, sure. Maybe we should keep Kenny around a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we should keep him around a little bit longer and mm-hmm. see what see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just how I, that's how I worked and it, it worked for me. And yeah. like, luckily it worked for me and, and it doesn't work like that for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? It mm-hmm. does not. And, and I think that's the hardest thing yeah. like to deal with in somebody like his situation. For sure. Right. Like you knew that you had to do that. What do you have to mm-hmm. lose? Yep. Right. To where everybody kind of already knows that it takes, you know, hard work, mm-hmm. sacrifice, dedication, being consistent, all that stuff in order to be successful. Somebody like you, knew that like i have to work my butt off i have to stay extra i have to stay that just because this is the only chance that i got somebody like jake in his in 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 his scenario he didn't get to do that like like he said instant success winning the Mm -hmm. cal ripkin world series going to clovis making it to like all he knew was winning Winning, and it's just like basically it kind of shows up in your head and like i had to deal with this too it's like if I show up, I'm, I'm going to win type thing, mm-hmm. right? Like everything was easy for me growing up as a kid. Like I just showed up and won and I was good. That moment where something happened and it was struggled adversity instead of being like, I have to prepare. I have to get better. I have to work hard. I just thought I wasn't good, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if you felt this either because yeah. I know that stuff was easy for you growing mm-hmm. up. When you first hit that that, that adversity or failure, your mind just instantly goes to I'm not good enough. Yep. Where somebody in y- yeah. your situation is, it's 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 the opposite. I'm not good enough. I have to earn it. I have to mm-hmm. earn it. I have to earn it. So, I kind of got knocked back a little bit and had to learn pretty quickly because I wasn't on your level getting drafted mm-hmm. and I didn't have to deal with the things that you did. But everything was easy for me up to a certain point. And yep. when you get to pro ball. You get your ass handed to you. Handed to and you. And guess what? You wake up again and you have to do it again. Yeah, the next he day. He gets an entire week to kind of chill, right? Like, yeah. you, like if you had a bad sort block, yeah. you're going to get roasted in, in yeah. like the meetings and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's it's like not a game. So yeah. if you go over and you had, you know, three strikeouts, you're like, I got to do it again. And I remember yeah. like, you know, being on the phone with my mom when I was an A-ball, like, mm-hmm. you know, like crying to my mom. Yeah. I'm 21 years that. old. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why? Like, I'm like, you think that you're working hard or you think that you mm-hmm. you show up and you and you just are a good person that is just supposed to go your way. Yeah. And why? Like, I mean, like, I threw the right pitch right there and like yeah. the guy hit a homer. Why? Like, yeah. feeling, feeling all sorry. Like, when, when I look back at myself now, it's like. Such a bitch. <laughs> Not because I it's like say it. I wasn't gonna no. say it. <laughs> I can feel it coming off you. It I can is. feel it coming off. No, you. no, but 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 I'm but like I'm serious because it's like you're complaining. You're a professional athlete. You're on this and you're complaining about it. You're not. First of all, you didn't show up grateful mm-hmm. when you were there. Yeah. Now when I look back, I'm like, obviously I had to go through that to yeah. become like the man that I am today. And yeah. then you have to go through these things in order to learn he had to have it early we had to have it late mm-hmm. right because it was like oh we were this and yeah then we got our butts handed to yeah. us and then had to learn and grow and yeah. i think that both roads lead you to where you want to go yeah but at the time when you're on that road it's just like, it's why? tough the quicker why? you could just embrace it and say okay it is what it is like it's i'm not good right now i'm not in the greatest situation like okay that's true but like 
okay, what's the next step? What's my 1%, like you said, brick by brick? Uh, yeah. What's the exactly. one step I could take forward? Maybe instead of giving up three home runs, I give up two home mm. runs today, and I take that as a win. Mm. And I think the more you could have that perspective, especially like um, in the minor leagues, like it's even the levels are like brick by brick. Big, yeah, you continue to get better and better, and guys are more consistent. So the more you can um, stay in the present and just continue to get like like you guys said, that brick by brick, 1% better, or whatever anybody wants to say, yeah. um, the more you can focus on that and be present. I would say, man, that would if you could learn that at 18, 17 years old. Did you process. look at it as like when you step in and you like the like the brick by brick mm-hmm. analogy? When somebody says you have to build a wall and you look back, it's like I gotta do all this. This looks like so hard. But yeah. then when you just focus in and you just lay one brick and yeah. you lay that one, and then like mm-hmm. sooner or later when you look back, you have a wall. Yeah. And then for me, that kind of happened because I look like all this. It's like. Yeah. How am I going to get here? I suck right now. Like my I don't, my pitches suck. And then once I just got into that mindset of brick by brick, me and Kenny have talked about mm-hmm. this, where it's like I'm going to do everything I can for this day. And if mm-hmm. I win the day, that's good. good I can't go. worry about tomorrow. I can't worry about having to build this wall. I just put a brick for that day, and mm-hmm. then I woke up the next day and put another brick. And then you know a year and a half later, I was like I had this wall, and I had you know some success, like mm-hmm. an injury kind of put it back on me but I really wouldn't change it because yeah. I learned so much from failing and being on my own like yeah. dude if I had help or if I had my parents or I had somebody mm-hmm. there with me mm-hmm. to take the pressure off I wouldn't have learned what I had yeah and you being on your own at mm-hmm. 18 18 19 mm-hmm. even up to you know when you're 24 like mm-hmm. you're you're alone yeah um this kind of takes me into my next question a little bit now you're married mm-hmm. now you have a wife yeah how do you see the game now mm-hmm. and play versus when you were single before you even met her yeah. as a kid yeah now you're an adult yeah married playing a professional game what's that like yeah dude i mean i'm so thankful i met her because i was not headed down the the best path <laughs> not a bad way but like um now that i i've i've met her and um, she's been able to help me keep my perspective. She's very strong in her faith, and mm-hmm. um, she's running um, professionally too. So it's like we're athletes. both athletes. And to see her, I have to give her advice sometimes. I'm like, wow, I should probably take that advice for myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but man, she uh, she's helped me a lot. Um, and so now seeing it from a perspective of like, I mean, you guys too. Like when you have a family, and and there's so much more that matters above our sport right like there's so many different things that now your perspective is a lot uh you see the bigger picture a lot more mm-hmm. um i think for me playing the game now i see it as like obviously it's a way to provide for my family so i think maybe there's a different level of focus mm-hmm. and like you guys said with your kids there and all that type of stuff um so I, I obviously need to provide for her and my family and so i take it a lot more seriously um but I think now I have more fun playing now mm. than I did as a kid because now I'm like, like you said, Kenny, like it's the worst thing I can do to me. Uh, my wife yeah. is at home. I, I'm good. You guys want to send me home? Hey, take that. Like if, if I'm fully prepared and I gave my best and I played free out there and you guys yeah. want to send me home, send me home, dude. I yeah. got a wife and we're starting a family, all these great things. Right. Yeah, yeah. As long as they're good. Yeah. yeah I'm good. Before. You know what I mean? So that's what I had. Uh, lunch with one of our good friends rob golden the other day and we were talking about stuff because he went through a period after his career before like when he was starting his school you know like like you know a, dep- a kind of like a depression phase when you're mm-hmm. out of the game because 
it changes. Life's different when mm-hmm. people are always telling you when to show up, what to do, and then now you have to do it on your own, yeah, and you still want to be successful. It's yeah. like kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, you know, one of the things that like I had to step back and do, and even like the times that I do now when I, you know, like stress out about something is I go back and it's like, okay, are my kids good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, is my wife good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, am I good? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Exactly. Right. And like, that's it. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have bad days, but it's like, if you just be grateful for everything that you have, if everything that you are really, really care about, if they're mm-hmm. all good, then you are good. Yeah. And then it ch- really, really changes your changes perspective completely. on it. Completely. I feel like, um, that's also something like in my faith too, is like having thankfulness is that what I feel like, you know, God's called us to do in every situation. Mm-hmm. And so like learning to have thankfulness, even when things are tough, mm-hmm. Exactly, um, man, I tell you what, you practice it once and you, you see the benefit of it. Like going through Mexico, I learned that a lot. Dude. Yeah. Like, I'd be on them so bus grateful. trips and I'd be like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I would have to make myself be thankful about some things but once i did it yeah. i was like you're right this isn't this isn't too bad yeah, i could do this you and then <laughs> like you know faith is a huge thing yeah. my favorite sayings is faith is the oil that takes the friction out of living for and sure how you said like once you got into your faith is like mm-hmm. you didn't care anymore no right just took yeah. the friction took the stress off yeah finally could stuff. walk and play free man which is what as athletes that's, that's all you it. really want, want to do all right. Are you ready to have some fun? Yeah. We got to wrap this up. <coughs> we right. we normally finish this 10 questions. Mm-hmm. I ask them, you answer them. Kenny okay. judges you. Very simple. Oh, you man. have one Kenny's minute. Kenny's judging? Any, Izzy's got the clock. <laughs> Kenny a, judges we, you. We need a board up here with he everybody's scores. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dude, I got you. Okay. We'll get on it. So he rates you on how quick you answer it, okay. your type of answer, and then basically if you answer so, it the way he would answer it. What kind of very biased. Don't very worry about it. Easy Just questions. answer the questions. Okay. Easy questions. You have one minute, so you're going to answer them fast. Okay. And ain't no messing around. Izzy, you got the clock? Yep. All right, three, two, one. Let's go. Other than baseball, what's your favorite sport? Football. If you could only eat one thing all day, every day, what would it be? Steak. Most famous contact in your phone? Uh, Troy Tulowitzki. If you were a potato, how would you like to be cooked? Fried, no doubt. <laughs> Three things <laughs> you're bringing color. with you on a deserted island. Um. Wow. Lighter. Um. Uh. S- uh oh, machete. <laughs> and uh. Uh. A pot <laughs> to boil water. Sports team you hate the most. Uh, 49ers oh my god favorite, favorite non-sports <laughs> oh, movie non-sports movie uh, Hacksaw Ridge dinner with any sports star dead or alive who is it with Derek Jeter if you were a stripper what would your stripper name be <laughs> oh my god come on you're on the clock dude I'm not answering that question bro okay <laughs> Taylor Swift or Michael Jackson uh wow like concert what are we talking about pick. uh pick i guess taylor swift I don't know. <laughs> done izzy how much time did he go over four minutes and 15 seconds <laughs> <Four> <laughs> minutes and 15. <laughs> what right. 129 29 Damn, so then that's, you're getting how many i got points a low off score five give me a low score that's 0. 0.7 off of your score you, you asked me i don't oh i don't gosh. pay honestly dude i i you asked me my favorite sports team. I don't even watch football. 
And that was the first thing that came to my head. I'm looking at the football helmet. <laughs> I don't even watch football, All right, dog. Kenny, hit us with that the score, rough. man. I watched MMA score, and right. boxing. I should have said that. You could, yeah, MMA and boxing. I just didn't. Dude, it was pre- like, I'm looking at the he football got nervous helmets. Questions. I think it, that's what we just, the whole thing, we just, yeah, the whole podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what not to do, so what, So what he just said, he's making it up. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Apparently. All right. What's the score? All right. That was bad. I'm gonna go. Izzy gets to score you too. I'm gonna go four one. Yeah, so I, I, I accept that. <laughs> I you know, normally... next time we get one percent better, I'm gonna get. Like <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, what would you give him? Izzy's okay. kind of harder. Yeah, out of ten. Uh, solid four point three. Oh, Ooh, so better. Izzy, Izzy's yeah, right. my guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Izzy. Shout than, out, Izzy. Uh, <laughs> Greg. Uh, yeah. Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg did it. Benelli, we just. Like, yeah. we just, Greg, we just yeah. love giving Greg stuff. No, I thought I thought he was good. All right, that's a wrap, dude. Yeah. Awesome, appreciate you. Awesome, awesome stuff. We didn't even really get into a lot of the stuff, but maybe we good. can do it again sometime. You we'll guys need it. a guest, yeah. We'll do it. We'll come down to Mexico and we'll do one down there. Yeah, shoot, be careful, yeah. man. Shoot, if you play yeah. in TJ, we'll 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 make a trip down to TJ when you go play. And then yeah, that'd be sick. Get, yeah, he's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Sore thumb. All right, that's another story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow us on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Follow Jake on Instagram. Just Google Jake Gatewood and it'll pop up. He's easy shit. Uh, appreciate you. Izzy. Izzy. Hit us with that theme music. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Every time.